So let's break this down now. So 16 minutes per mile for 10 miles is 160 minutes. That's two hours, 40 minutes. So uh, 30 miles is would be uh, exactly eight hours because you'd be at five hours, 20 after 20 miles. So after 30 miles, you'd be at eight hours. Is that right? Yeah. So shit. So if I start at 5 a.m., I should be done by 1 in the afternoon. Well, I'm going to I'm going to have to pick off some of the I'm going to have to pick off some of the stragglers. That's all there is to it. Now, baby, give it up. Give it up. Baby, give it up. Now. I got that song stuck in my head, man. Um, or what do I? Come and get your love. I just picked up from these uh, swamp witches over here at the donor center, and uh, that was the song that was playing. Come and get your love. What does that mean? Come and get your love. I think I know what it means. I think you know what it means. I think you know that I know what it means. But did you know, did you know that the U.S. has the largest air force in the world? Of course, you probably already knew that. But did you know this, do you know what the second largest air force in the world is? You guessed it, our Navy. (laughs) What? Get the fuck out of here, he said. Yep. The U.S. Navy is the second largest air force in the world. Fucking crazy, huh? A lot of F-18s, a lot of Navy, a lot of those funky, funky uh, military jets that have those weird kind of sonar devices on top of them, the kind that you could, you know, if you went to like the the air, the, the, model store to buy a a model airplane you know that was the one that you didn't want to get because it just it wasn't exciting it wasn't a fighter jet it wasn't a fighter jet there's a railroad store when i walk through old town roseville of course old town roseville has like uh, this tradition of like it's like um old sack in a way it's got the old railroad museum type thing going on kind of a throwback <clears throat> but there's a guy there that has a model train. His whole store is uh, based around model trains, and uh, it's pretty. It's it's a big store too, and it's been there for a while. But and I walk by it. I think seemingly every day, virtually every day, and uh, it's, he's got like big. Uh, displays of like uh, four by eight sheets of plywood of uh, fortified plywood with you know little rural landscapes mountain little fake mountains that the tra- the tracks kind of run through and around and uh, he's got a whole rack of magazines an entire rack of magazines devoted to rail- different magazines devoted to railroad trains and like any bookstore, like would have, you know, just racks and reams of different magazines. And this guy's got every one of them. 
and each one lays untouched. Like I've never the only, every time I walk by, it's kind of sad. I don't know how he stays in business. I don't know. He's got to be independently wealthy or a philanthropist or something. Or maybe Elon Musk bought his store. I don't know. And But the only people he's talking to are like the people that are just bullshit. Like the old, the other old farts that come in and, and know the guy. That know the proprietor and just go in just to talk shit. Talk bullshit. Talk shop, right? And just bullshit all day. He's got a huge parking lot. No cars. Insane. Like... It's not even dusty, like it's clean. Just volumes and stacks and reams and of these <laughs> railroad. <laughs> Nobody's buying the I don't know, man. It's kind of a thing of the past. It's kind of a thing of the past, right? Scale model. I used to I used to I used to make jets all the time. I made I made an F-15, one of the ailerons kind of wouldn't stay on. I think I ran out of glue. Um what else did I have? I had some cool stuff. I had a, um, I had an A10, uh, a Warthog. Those things are nasty, man. Shooting like 50 cal. They're 50 caliber bullets coming out of the nose of that thing. Fucking, it's a mean, that's a mean, mean jet, man. Uh, if that thing's bearing down on you, forget it. You know, that's a wrap. Party's over. Um, I had an SR-71. I had an, I think, yeah, I had a U-2. And uh, I had an SR-71, but the SR-71, I was bummed out. I loved that jet. and But I used like a different glue, and it wasn't traditional airplane glue, so it never hardened. So it just kind of just kind of gunked up around the seams of this thing. I was so bummed. I love that jet. Fucking SR-71, man. Fucking skunk works. Top secret. Flying out of Beale Air Force Base. Outside of Marysville, Yuba City, where I was born, I don't, I don't share that with a lot of people too. Just so you know, but, but anyway, moving on. So what's going on? Um, I'll tell you what's going on. What's up? What's with this kilometer shit? Who's doing metrics? What's all this talk about this? What's all this talk about this here? kilometers what the fuck are we talking about i know what you're thinking what's all this kilometer talk we ain't no commie pinko european country we do things in miles around here we measure things in cheeseburgers that's what's going on i'm telling you we ain't got time for this kilometer what i don't even know what a kilometer is it's a meter a meter is three feet i believe but uh um I did it. I signed up. It's a go. It's for sure. Um, not the 100 miler though. I talked about it. I talked and talked about it. I over talked about it. I over analyzed it. And uh, honestly, to be perfectly authentic with y'all, it's the $400. $400. Like, like that's a, that's a tank of gas, you know. Um, so I thought, no, four hundred dollars to run a hundred miles, I could do that for free, right? But so I emailed the race organizer, this lady Julie, who, uh, as of yet, which tomorrow I pick up the race packet, hasn't got back to me. <laughs> LMAO, yep, 
you broke ass motherfucker is what she's probably saying. But um, no, 400 bucks, no. But they have the 50 kilometer. This is the inaugural 50 kilometer at the Rio del Lago. So first year of the 50 kilometer run. So that race is only 150 and you still, you get, still get all this swag, you get the swag bag, all this shit. And, um, so I, you know, I'm in, uh, it just dawned on me, like, I, what, if I had, okay, so if I had the opportunity, say there was like a mix up, maybe, and I blew right through the finish of the 50 kilometer, which is 31 miles still, you know, it's a third, a little less than a third of the race of the race I wanted to do. But if I blew through that and just kept going to a hundred miler, what can they do? They can't stop me. But would I do that? Probably not. I'm, I'm taking this lighter than I thought. I'm taking this really lightly. You've got, I mean, it's, you still got to finish 31 miles, dumb fuck, dumb, dumb. Um, but the whole general purpose of the hundred miler was to qualify for the Western States. Well, the Western States is in June and it's 114 degrees in June now, you know? Um, so why would you want to do that? So it all, it kind of comes back. Everything comes back full circle now. So early on, probably what, March, April, maybe May, when I started, when I started this half-baked scheme of walking and hiking and getting back to nature like some fucking, you know, the opposite of a crackhead, whatever that is, uh, I was toying with the notion, why don't I, why don't I just walk, why don't I just hike to Tahoe, why don't I just hike from Tahoe, from Tahoe to Roseville, dummy, what was that, like 80 something miles, could be done, it's all downhill, I could do that, then I got roped into these fucking races, these organized races, and I monetized it, and I digitized it, and I accessorized it, and now I'm like, hey, I'll pay $150 to run 31 miles, You've been put together, you dumb, you dumb fuck. You've been put together, haven't you? But there is a weird, nervous, excitable tension now that I've committed to. Oh, because she never like so. The deadline was uh, yesterday at f- no Tuesday at five. Yeah, Tuesday at five p.m. was the deadline for registration. And I emailed Monday night as I was watching the Bengals Browns game. Damn and. That was fucked up. Like, the Browns just fucking just ragdolled the, the Bengals. Didn't see that one happening. And I, so I emailed, I emailed the race organizers Monday night prior to the deadline, like a responsible human being. And then I got roped into going to church. What? What did you say? Monday? You mean Halloween? Yeah. You mean while you were dressed as the Pope? Yeah. I went to church dressed as the Pope. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. I do have my Pope outfit, but I didn't. I, I asked my lady because basically it's like, it's, um, it's kind of a hybridization church. It's say it's saved and sober, which neither of which I am. I am not saved, nor do I mm, feel like I feel it's a necessity of mine. That's personal preference. I'm agnostic. I'm the king of agnostics. 
nor and I'm and I'm not a monotheist. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll hang out with you. You can talk God all you want. You can talk uh, about Moses. You can talk about you know Garden of Eden and all that shit. Hey, flap your gums. Let me hear it. But I'm not. I mean, that's your deal. But what they do is it's good. It's and I thought I'd gotten out of it, but my lady called me on it and. I'm supporting her. So we went on Halloween, on Halloween, when there's free candy everywhere. I went to, ch- I went to a church, right? But fuck it, whatever. I've slept in churches. I went, to, I used to go to races in San Francisco with uh, Nick Vote, Vote the Goat. Our, he was our, kind of our de facto leader who ran the, it was a Christian ministry running club. And I wasn't neither Christian nor uh, a running club, <laughs> but, but we would go to races in San Francisco and we would, uh, s- sleep in a church as if we were like stay, you know, uh, like, like we were in asylum. Like we were like, wait, like we just got in from Nicaragua or something. It was pretty cool actually. And, uh, so I, I, so we, so my lady, she's like, I, I want you to go. I said, okay. And then she was working later that day and it's the, the, the impression, the general impression, uh, was that she was just going to go straight there. And I thought, Oh, well, I'm, maybe I'm off the hook, but no. So I uprooted myself at halftime. I think it was halftime at the game. And, uh, I, and I made the ultimate sacrifice. Wow. That's a little, little bit of hyperbole now there, Johnny boy, calm down. But we went and what it is, is it's, it's for, I mean, I'm, it just is what it is. It's for people in recovery and, uh, but they all, but it's Christian based and it's biblical. And, uh, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a pastor there and he's talking. There's, to, and luckily this, on this particular evening, there was two, there was two, two speakers and a song. So, but I'm not going to shit on it because I'm there to support my lady. And the, I had met the first pastor that spoke and he spoke briefly and he's a good guy. They're all in recovery and they talk about things allegorically in, in terms of, you know, getting healthy. This particular theme of the, 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 the second pastor that spoke, the theme was Convenient. So convenience for convenience, you know, because if you're stressed out, it is inconvenient to not drink. It's probably more convenient. And he related it to like going to like convenience stores, all the shit that, you know, people indulge in and at AMPM at Arco at 7-Eleven and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh, and, and naturally there's always, there's always one guy in the crowd too. That's in the back going, yep. Oh yeah. Oh, oh amen. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Okay. So, but he was on one, but, um, and good for him that he's there. Fuck it. But it, I felt like Edward Norton and fight club going to all the, the sessions, the group sessions, you know, the, ter- tuberculosis session, the, the, uh, cervical cancer, uh, session, the, uh, testicular cancer session and stuff. Like I felt like a woman going to a testicular, uh, cancer 
awareness group, right? But at the same time, I was listening to the message, and the, the message was convenience or lack thereof, or, or in, you know, satisfying with convenience. And he made a, he made a good point. The initial point that he made that I latched onto it, I agreed with, was that you're here to worship, and everybody's gonna ha, everybody worships something. I don't care. He goes, I don't care who you are. You worship something, whether it be God, Jesus, alcohol, uh, fucking. Uh, social media, food, exercise, uh, I mean, games, you name it, whatever activity, people, there's, you are latched into something, you are addicted to something, I agree, and I agree, my particular addiction at this moment is ground up light bulbs that I snort, but that's a different topic, that's a different podcast, so, moving on, I, I, I got the, I get it, and I got it, and I dug it, but he also kind of went into saying like, you know, it's so, it's, it's so convenient now to just go through drive through to try and save money because the grocery stores are so expensive. That's, that's where I had the point of contention, point of, point of parliamentary procedure. I object, overruled, sustained. What I was, immediately I thought to myself, okay, so don't tell me about your story in Chick-fil-A, bro. Okay, I don't want to hear the Chick-fil-A story. We all know. We all know it's the happiest drive-through on earth. I get it, but that stuff's still poison. It's poison. And even if it's $12 for a combo, it's still $12 of poison. Whereas I can go to a fucking whole paycheck where you need a co-signer to buy a fucking frozen pizza, but I can go there and I can get a spinach salad for under $8 that will hold me over. So I'm not buying into the whole, I'm not buying into the convenience aspect of it. I understand the inconvenience. I understand the inconvenience. I'm not buying the convenience or maybe I'm not buying the inconvenience. I'm not buying one of those things because I've even had this discussion with my, my mom. Like, you can go, you can eat healthy. Like, don't give me that bullshit that it co- it's too expensive to eat. Because at the most fucking expensive grocery store in the history of mankind, I can still get a spinach salad from their salad bar, which is all healthy, all organic, no GMOs, no fucking glyphosates, none of that shit for under $8, Okay. So, but I, I, you know, I gave him his due and it was a good message and my lady loves it and she's waving her hands and she's getting the message and hallelujah. So, but that was my Halloween night. But so Tuesday, so I, Tuesday morning, I'm, I'm like opening up my email, like with an eye, like, like half an eyelid open, half an eyelid closed wondering what this race director is going to say, like, you fucking broke ass bitch, but still nothing, nothing, (laughs) so I'm like, fuck it, I'm in, okay, but I got, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to show up without a race number, okay, because I know how, I know how this running community is, they're fucking, that's a, this is a cult, okay, it's a cult, I mean, I used to be part of this cult, I was like, I was like the one fucking hale-bop fucking Jonestown survivor, right, that got out of the running cult with some semblance of of 
peace of mind, I guess. I don't know. But uh, but I'm not going to show up to a race without a bib number. So I buckled down. I hunkered down. I said, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do the 50 kilometer. Okay. Just so that I'm officially entered. And that's still 31 miles. So I've convinced myself now that a hundred miler could be done more in a fast hike. And that's probably what's going to go down with the 31 kilometer. But, but with the mindset that I was going to do the hundred miler now 31 miles, 50 kilometers, no problem. I I just eliminated 67% of the work of what I was originally going to do. So, so, so here we are. So now I got, now I got to get you. I don't even have shoes. Like, what am I thinking? Like, I don't even have shoes. I'm going to wear, <laughs> I'm going to, I got, I got these funky yellow shorts that I have. They're not running shorts, but they're not, but they're not leisurely day-to-day work shorts. They're, I don't even know. They're kind of an anomaly. They're made by Polo, but they're not running shorts. But they, they're, but they're light. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I'm gonna wear those. I'm, I'm probably gonna wear like a V-neck cardigan. <laughs> the shit's going down at 5 a.m. I'm not gonna show up looking like Courtney DeWalter, you know, or Zach Bitter, or fucking any of these kooks that are wearing the vest with the water bottles and the hat and the this and the that and the fucking tape on the nose. I'm not that guy. I'm going to, I'm, I'm here to party. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Right. So let's do this. So now that I'm in, it's like, now I got to go now Saturday morning. Oh, and that's the other benefit too, is like, See, a hundred miler, I would have missed all day Saturday. I would have missed my stops that I needed, I, uh, I, I, that I'm contractually paid and obligated to get up a grass valley and so forth. And I would have been out on the trail for 26 hours. I would have missed probably Sundays too. I'm throwing money away. So in this instance, see, it's 16 minutes per mile. That's exactly eight, eight hours for 30 miles. Now, I'm doing 31 and a half, but I'm going to make up some time somewhere. Somewhere, somehow. Uh, and I'll be done by 1 o'clock, 1 in the afternoon. I can drive straight up to uh, Grass Valley, none the worse for wear, and uh, move on with my life, and it's going to be great. Um, so... Yeah, so uh, Saturday I did a, I did a time. Tra- Saturday was, was it Saturday? No, it was Tuesday. Saturday I did a long one. Sunday I did a. Mm, Sunday I ended up doing like nine miles or something, eight or nine mile. I don't remember, ten miles. And then Monday I went easy. I went a light day, and then Tuesday was my. See, after Monday, after my come to Jesus meeting with myself and the race organizer, I thought, well, this is the test now. So however I feel Tuesday morning prior to signing up for this godforsaken deliberate insanity trip, 
uh, I would see how I feel. And when I got out on the trail, man, I did a, uh, I was hauling ass. I was, I was hauling ass. I, I was fighting the urge Monday to go late to get in some miles. And I'm glad I did because Tuesday morning I was fresh. So what that meant to me was my body's adjusting to the tapering. So I'm tapering now. So Wednesday I did a moderate eight miles. Was it eight miles? Yeah. Yeah, almost. And then so third, yeah, today is is, uh, a step down from that, probably about two and a half, three miles, easy. Friday, just stretch the legs so that my body, the momentum, the natural momentum is going, it's going to be one to jump out of the chassis. My body's going to be one to jump out of the chassis Saturday morning. It's going to be, it's going to be hungry for miles, hungry for miles. So, so then, uh, so yesterday I went over to REI and these fucking hippies over there, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'm still a member. I signed up when I was in high school. That was when I had my, my first, that was my very first job is working for REI. And, uh, it was at a sale, a one day sale at Arco arena when Arco arena still existed in the Kings, Sacramento Kings play there. But we did a one day outdoor clothing sale, outdoor gear. And I thought I was a, I thought when I applied, and I got the job, like, now I work for REI. I'm, I'm an REI employee, right? And this was in high school. I think I was like 16 or something. I thought, and I don't know why, I, I, I don't know what compelled me to join. I think because they had running shoes and I was a runner or whatever. So I went and I worked the one-day sale at Arco Arena. I, did, I just kind of hid in between those racks of uh, shirts and stuff, those circular racks. And at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, all right. So... I'll see you guys at work tomorrow. They're like, mm, no, probably not. Cause this is all, this is it. Like one day, like we don't need you after this. I'm like, Oh, all right. All right. Well, catch you guys later. <laughs> like that was it. One day. That was my first job. First job ever. One day. I, I think I made like a grand total, like what? $29 after taxes. I mean, this is minimum. This is like, this is the eighties, man. When minimum wage is like four twenty-five, so uh, if it was that much, God. But all right, so uh, so I'm in REI thir- uh, Wednesday, and I'm getting. I found some Solomon shoes. I tr- I'm such a fucking tightwad. I'm such a tightwad. Go to the clearance section. I go and I ask the guy, "Hey, you got this? You got any more of these?" And, cl- and it's in clearance, but it's not. It was just that pair which wasn't in my size. Like back in the day when we only had size eight, I would have made it work. But now I'm, a, I'm an 11 now. So we went, he goes back, he gets me the 11. It, 11 works great. There's Solomon's. I'm, a, I'm team Solomon now. You know what I mean? I'm like Solomon Burke. I'm like the, I'm the, I'm the blues musician of uh, half-baked ultra running, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so I got a, got me a pair of Solomons. They weren't discounted, uh, but I was already up at the register. They dug up my old, uh, like I used to get like residuals. I used to get dividends, like, cause it's a co-op. REI is brilliant. It's a co-op. It's great. Like you get dividends, like they send you money. And, um, 
I was getting checks in the mail like when I was in high school. It was so weird. But uh, so I'm up there and this Asian lady, this real nice, quiet, they're all hippies. They're all ex-hippies. She's working next to Joe. Joe was just a, you know, an older hippie. And uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, I just want to see if my membership's still active. I gave her my information. She found it. And then her shift was over. Mid, mid-transaction, mid she's out. She's done. She's like, ah, I, this is all I can give to the, the industrial revolution today. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So the line's backing up. All these fucking poor saps behind me. As Joe now takes over. And he's looking for my old man. He, find, he finds it. He starts ringing me up again. I'm like, bro, I already... I already bought these. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, all right. I'm like, all right, you old burnout. I'm out of here. Good seeing you. I'm out. And now I'm in, now I'm in another 150. I'm in another, I'm, now I'm in 300. I'm in 300. I'm invested. 300. Three, like, that's a tank of gas. <laughs> you know? But fuck it. So, um, so there you go. It's it's a go. Saturday morning, I'm going to be I got to be up uh, I got to be out the door 4 a.m. My lady's going to be pissed. But I went to church with her. So uh don't think I'm not going to use that. But uh no. I mean, she's actually not She says she's going to go to support me. There's a link that'll track me through the woods and shit. You know, she can find me if I she wants to know. I don't know. She's gonna, she's gonna go over there with me. I if she doesn't and if she sleeps through it, all the same, I can drive my my happy ass over there, and it's you know Bob's your uncle. We're good to go. And then when I'm done, I hop in my car, go to Grass Valley. Fuck it, you know. <clears throat> but uh, four, I have to be out the door four a.m. Not four oh one, not four oh two, four a.m. Because there's a brief. At 4.30, they go over, like, some kind of, like, tutorial of the course or some shit. And then the gun goes off, 5 a.m., boom. It's in the... Oh, I got to get a headlamp still, too. Shit. Maybe I'll get, like, a miner's helmet or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, because it's going to be... Uh, the first couple hours of that run is going to be dark. And daylight savings is going to happen as we're... As we're running. Um, so... Or later on, actually, the 100-miler guys are going to actually be fucked up with that. But not me. I'll be done by by noon, theoretically. Noon or one. And uh, But there you... Fuck it. That's what's up. I mean, it's that time of the season. It's November. Cross-country's happening. Uh, Big Sky Conference just ran the championships. Colin Young! The one... My pick. My pick for the NCAAs. Ran away with the Big Sky Conference Championship. He ran 8K, 8 kilometers. What is his, what's his kilometer shit? His commie pinko kilometer bullshit. We don't do kilometers around here. Um, anyway, he ran 8 kilometers, which is 4.97 miles. Call it 5 miles. He ran in 23.31 or some shit. Like 23.31? No, no, no. Is that right? What was it? Let me see. This fucker run. The fuck does this guy run? What's he running? Yeah. Oh no. Twenty-two thirty-one. That's what. Twenty-two thirty-one. Fuck. 
back in the day, 20, I remember Alberto Salazar running, like, he had, like, I think he had the eight-kilometer road record at 22.04, so 22.31 on a cross-country course, fucking strong, but, um, I think, and then Charles Hicks won the Pac-12 Conference Championships. So he's the other favorite. They've got they got a handful of guys. Um, shit, Stanford put like seven guys in the top nine or something. Five guys in the top seven. I mean, that's fucking stupid. And they all ran like 23-something. Um... 22 or 23 something for 8k I mean it's legit these guys are fucking they're savages um so where the uh, let's see oh yeah okay so there's so you got Alex Meyer from Oklahoma State you got Nico Young Northern Arizona you got Charles Hicks from Stanford You got Victor Kiprope from Alabama. You got Kai Robinson from Stanford, uh, who won the Nutty Comb invite. But then you got guys like Cole Sprout. Um, I saw his uh, Instagram page. Another Bible thumper. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. He's a 2742 10,000-meter runner. This guy's legit. So... He's not even listed as one of the favorites. And he's a sub-28, 10,000-meter runner. And he's not even one of the favorites. So come November, what, 19th? Is that when it is? Uh, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, November. Yeah, 9th. What did I say? I said last couple podcasts ago. I think it was either the 14th or the 19th. Anyway, it's going down. It's going down a couple weeks. Um, But Nico Young ran away from everybody in the Big Sky Conference cross-country championships. Beat beat second place by like, I think, a good 30 seconds. Pretty pretty, uh, domineering performance. But uh, oh, and and, uh, I just, uh, where did I see that he was named one of the top 10 high school runners of all time? Wow, that's pretty heavy duty. I think he was a sub, was he, he might have been a sub four guy in, um, a sub four miler in high school. I'd have to double, I, fuck, I gotta, I gotta double check that, but he's like a sub 3,000, sub eight minute 3,000 meter runner in high school. Like, no, they, they, like, he should legitimately be in the top 10. I mean, you're talking about, and you're talking about, got, I mean, up there with like Jerry Linger and Steve Prefontaine, Dayton Rissenheim, Jim Ryan. Uh, you're talking about a list where the honorable mention was Galen Galen Rupp. Honorable mention. This is a guy that ran 1337 just after high school, before he went into college. He ran 1337 in the 5,000 meters. Fucking stupid. And he just got an honorable mention. So. Nico Young, man, let's do this, bro. Let's go, Northern Arizona, represent. Get the fuck out my way. So, but uh, but the other benefit 
so getting back to this whole race thing, the other benefit is uh, it's close in mileage, territorially speaking, to the Trans-Catalina Trail, which is 38.5 miles, I believe. So this is going to be, this, again, everything comes full circle. Everything's come full circle. So now we are back. You know, like I was talking earlier about some random hike from Tahoe to Roseville. Now, now I'm doing that hike. Well, now we're coming full circle back to the Trans-Catalina Trail. So I'm prepped. This is going to be my test, my litmus test, my, my fucking vest, my litmus test, my red, red zest, my <laughs> William best. I don't fucking, I don't know. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting. Uh, or I'm gonna shine. It's gonna shine a light on what I what I think I could do if I do if I do go down a Trans Catalina Trail. Because as as we speak, I was talking to my 20 year old. Like all my plans are just getting shot out of. I've, I'm losing my window of opportunity to go north to Oregon, south to, south to SoCal. So that would definitely be. A spur of the moment trip, but 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 a lot is going to be found out about the viability of such an adventure this Saturday. Right, fucking here, right here. We're gonna go in and we're gonna get that bread. We're gonna get that bread. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so that's what's up. Um, yeah, Trans Catalina. I toyed with the notion I can do it in 12 hours. I think I still can, but I, I'll know more after this Rio del Lago bullshit. Uh, my new Solomons. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm gonna go for. It. Oh, I'm gonna sleep in them. <laughs> but I've got to use it. I've got to be careful because I got to look back. I gotta. I gotta. You know, I can't be so naive and I can't be so. Uh, I can't be so silver lining, overly optimistic positivity about all this because I've got to also, I've got to be a realist because I, I, you know, I think back about that, that fucking tool bag, Rob Scott, when I was running up at Humboldt State and he, and he just decided one day with no training. Okay. And this is me. I'm talking currently speaking, I mean, little to no, I mean, I'm not real. I haven't really done any training. I haven't, I've been hiking. I haven't been running, but this fucking tool bag, Rob Scott, who was a nine twelve two miler in high school for San Ramon, which is, that's fucking strong. That's fucking strong. He ran in the state championships with, with me. I didn't even realize when we were in high school, but in college, this fucking tool bag with no training, because he's such a, he was such a, I don't know what his deal. He's just, he, the dude was a mess, but uh, no training, he decides to go run a 50 miler up in the fucking Cascade Mountains or some fucking Siskiyou's or the fucking uh, up near Willow Creek by, you know, out where they see Bigfoot and shit and blew his knee up. I don't know if he, I don't, he finished the, I think he finished the 50 miler, but why would you do that? A 50 miler on no training? I mean, back in the, back in the day, I was, I was telling my buddy Mike, we were all bulletproof, man. You'd spend all night drinking straight from the bot, straight from the handle of that fucking uh <clears throat> captain morgan that bottle of captain morgan rum you know 
you'd be adorned in some, you know, motorcycle helmet, just dancing around like a maniac in your underwear. And the next morning you'd get up and you'd feel like a, a, a rat was trying to eat his way out of your skull. <clears throat> but you'd go out and you'd do a 13 miler and you'd be fine. You'd be good. Like nothing ever happened. But those days are over, bitch. It's go time now. So I got to see what's, I got to see what's up. I got to see what's up, man. I got to see what's in the tank. And, uh, well, and on that note, well, I, uh, I'll see you. I'll, you'll know more and see Monday. You'll know the results of all this maniacal fucking bullshit all this fucking uh, <laughs> just negotiating entry fees and uh, running a 50 kilometer 31 mile race with no training no training no training like none like zero like like, like those people that have those stickers that say 26.2 on the back of their cars on the back of their Land Rovers and fucking minivans and shit or 13.1. Um, mine would say 0.0. So let's do this, fuck. Let's fucking do this. I ain't fucking around. I ain't fucking around. It's go time. All right. I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby.